Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So we are starting this podcast with somewhat of a momentous moment that's just happened here in the office at Richfield Media. What was that? <laughs> we, just before we started the podcast, we've just done a little uh, game of round the board on the darts board. And a uh, guy likes to think himself as a bit of a favourite. And uh, until the last few numbers, Ricky Shields goes out a bull, then in a bull into consecutive darts mm. to take the match. I think it's one all now in the match. Yeah, it is. And it was it was impressive. So um, what I'll do when we've stopped this podcast, I'll jump in my car I will go to the post office and I will post your medal that you've obviously have won and deserved thoroughly. Thanks. I appreciate that. So guys, welcome back to, the, back to the podcast. Myself, Rick Shields, and producer Guy. Um, we are going to be talking a little bit about reviews that we've done over the last few weeks and what's coming up soon as well. Uh, ideally coming up tomorrow. Loads of your questions. We've got a new listener of the week and we're going to fly through loads of exciting things. I think we should potentially start with um, the review that we released last week, and we're just going to brush over this quickly just to clarify a couple of points that we've potentially seen on social media. But first things first, I want to congratulate you, and not only on your dart success, I want to congratulate you and myself to some degree, and the people that watched, for making the TaylorMade Sim Drive review on the YouTube trending page and hitting a peak, I believe, of number 12. It's incredible. It really was. No, so trending page, if you're not familiar with how YouTube works, every single, all the time on trend, on YouTube, there's a tab that says trending and it categorizes the most popular videos at that moment in time. And um, but it, a lot of it is around what's topical. So this week was the Golden Globe. So a lot of things from like Ricky Gervais's sweet speeches and stuff like that. Um, and little old us, Little old tailor-made review was up at number 12 on the trending page from the most popular videos on YouTube that day. We were at number 12, which is incredible. Never have I had a video hit the trending page ever before. Never have I ever seen a golf video trend on YouTube ever before. So to get one up at that level is fantastic. Thanks so much for watching. I think a lot of it was the fact that obviously we a lot of eyeballs on the video which we appreciate but also i think the watch time everyone watched for a long period of time uh, i felt like the the review really took you on a journey from mm-hmm. the start to the finish and uh, i think that helped with um getting that video potentially boosted and as we speak it's way on its access to nearly half a million views um which is you know it's killing it, it's great and uh thank you very much for your support so yeah it was good it was a nice day i took a lot of screenshots of my phone as it moved up the trending chart. How many chart. Um, tweets did you do at the end? About five. It's number 19 now. It's number 18 now. Well, that was the problem. It hit the trending chart. I got a notification, literally rang guy on the way home. We were driving home from the office and I said, and we we're actually driving home for more testing. And I said, guy, I've had a notification. We're on the trending page. Um, and it was at number 24 when we first got on the trending page. And I didn't think it would move. I, it, I thought, if anything, it moved down. So I thought, I'm not going to take the... Uh, as in move the wrong way. I'm not going to take the opportunity to miss out on shouting about this. And then a couple of hours later, it moved to number 20. I thought, oh, right, I better talk about that as well. Then it moved down to like number 17. I was like, right, I better talk about that. And I think the last one that I actually tweeted was number 15. But as I woke up the very next day, it actually moved to number 12, which I didn't even report. But yeah, no, it's class. It just goes to show, no matter what people say, People like new drivers and people want to see if they go further than the previous model. End of story. Yeah, 
and I like to think we do the best job in that realm. So, uh, on that note, it was a couple of things that seen again on social media. It can be it can be amazing, but it can sometimes be quite Cruel annoying. Mistress. Yeah, it's just certainly Twitter. Um, this idea that you know, oh yeah, but there was a bit of gain. There was zero point four miles per hour. We didn't say there wasn't, you know, and and that's fine. It's just that there might have been other videos online that might have shown more. Why they showed more can sometimes be questionable. You can't win because if if you do a club review and you turn around and say, this driver, this tailor-made driver is 10 yards longer than last year, and it genuinely was, people comment and go, oh, well, that's not true, or you've been paid or whatever. And then when you do a review, again, which is always honest, and there is no gain and you communicate there's no gain, the vast majority of people appreciate that and say, thanks, Rick, it's great to know, thanks for your honesty. But you're always going to get that small percentage of people who go, well, you should have seen a gain, or I saw a gain, or they saw a gain, but we can only do what we can only do. And at the end of the day, you saw literally no quantifiable gain, exactly. and that's that. It's almost like sometimes they want you to lie, <laughs> start lying about how much gain I get. But as, as I mentioned, I think we talked about it a couple of ep- podcast episodes before ago we really do test the products and as long as we can hand on heart know that the product the video that we put out is a is accurate to according to what we've tested that is what we pride ourselves on and on that note there's going to be a new driver video released tomorrow tuesday the 14th of january and it's from another major manufacturer let's tell them a little bit we can tell them a bit let's say a little bit so we can say brand, model, first impressions on looks to some degree. Okay, so this time, Callaway are bringing out their new driver lineup. I had three heads to test, which we'll see in the video. And the name of the new drivers is Maverick, spell M-A-V-R-I-K. So obviously they haven't been able to get the real Maverick spelling. Yeah, because they missed the C out. Well, for anyone what, listening, you, the definition of maverick is an unorthodox or independent-minded person. If you are familiar with YouTube landscape as well, Logan Paul, one of the biggest creators on YouTube, his his kind of merch lineup is called Maverick as well, Maverick Merch. And again, going back to that definition that you've just said, that sums him up exactly mm-hmm. how it should be. And does it sum up the driver? Well, the biggest difference is I don't know, how much... Well, there's three let's drivers. Let's talk about no differences. Let's talk about looks to start, because there has been some images shared, I think, by Callaway as well, of the drivers. So looks-wise, it is behind the ball. Would you say it's quite similar to some degree as an epic flash? Oh, 100%. If, if behind the golf ball, you you just instantly know it's the Callaway. Not much has changed there. It's got the traditional shaping. It's got the carbon crown that we've seen on epic, epic rogue, uh, epic rogue, epic rogue, epic flash. Um, Maverick has got the same type of finish on the top with the carbon composite. A very, very similar shaping in that regards. Uh, underneath, uh, it's not very inspiring, I've got to be honest. And I thought it might have been a grower on looks underneath, i.e. when you're looking at it, if it's on a shelf. Uh, that has not grown on me yet. No, it's got a little bit of that package set vibe. No disrespect to package sets. But the colour's like an orangey, burns orangey colour. Even the, the text and the font isn't isn't my personal taste no it's not mine and it very much reminds me of the 2017 m2 that came out with those kind of lines underneath when they were all trying to work on the um oh, what did they call Ge- that now geoacoustics wow good memory geoacoustics underneath it very much reminds me of that sort of look and it's just yeah it's not quite sorry someone's phone or email just went off um it's not quite where we where we want to be with oh it's my email sorry um it's embarrassing i know i just don't think the looks is it's callaway saying actually rick no it's um i don't think the looks are great but behind the ball it looks fantastic story behind it is it's more aerodynamic yep. certainly the standard version there is a well claims to be more aerodynamic yes. you see that in the review there's the maverick Sub-Zero, and then the Maverick Max. But also, interestingly, and I think uh, my golf spy have spotted this, and maybe Golf Debra RX, probably Golf Debra RX more than any of them, is there are nine drivers on the new conforming list. And there's a reason for that. So, I think we can say this, but if we can't, so what? Um, Just don't, don't listen to it Monday, listen to it Tuesday. Yeah. So, essentially, this is one of the stories that 
Callaway introduced, I think, last year with the Epic Flash and where the kind of Flash naming came from, was they were uh, utilizing artificial intelligence to better create their faces on the driver. So what they were saying was they could use artificial intelligence that would help them save time and resources to make more different faces, to find faces that were faster, that were hotter, um, makes them much more efficient and, and essentially gets you guys' product better than you would have done before. Mm, it works to some degree, I guess, but Epic Flash was a great driver, but was it any better than anything else in the market? Arguably not. Long story short, they've now got these nine drivers on the conforming list. Now, all nine of those won't be available to retail, which they don't believe yet anyway. But what it sounds like, that with this, with this computer, and this could potentially be game-changing, they can look at where their athletes on tour strike the golf ball from on the face more often than not and then tweak a face that will suit them better so we've had some intel that the one of the ones on the website on the conforming list is a left-handed model that is actually exclusively designed for phil mickelson because his strike pattern favors quite weirdly a high heel strike the normal maverick that's available for consumers the the fastest part of the face if you like where they've really tried to thin it out will be high toe down to low heel Whereas Mickelson's kind of the opposite to that. So if that is true and that's the case and they can start tailor mading <laughs> sounds weird saying tailor mading but tailor making products for the athletes, that could be ridiculously game changing. Yeah. So certainly if you've got consistent strike patterns like exactly. the best players in the world have. Um, so it is interesting, this supercomputer they bought a couple of years ago and spent a lot of money and obviously they're trying to milk it for more uh, evidence of the face. And I believe they've also moved that into the new fairway lineup as well. Uh, but we're only really reviewing yeah. drivers coming out tomorrow. Um, so stay tuned for that. <clears throat> it's an interesting one. There's a big claim in the video, which I look to either... Um, Dismiss or approve. Yes, which is that the Maverick now goes five yards further than Epic Flash. That's a bold statement. So we test that in the video. So make sure you check that out tomorrow. Um, And I think, think, again, it'll be a good one. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you can... I mean, listen, guys. If you get it top 10 trending, I won't be disappointed. That'll be absolutely fine. I want top five. (laughs) If we can get top 10, that'd be absolutely great. You know what is crazy, though? We said this yesterday, and it's just human nature, whether it's golf or YouTube or anything. But when we hit the trending page at 24, you rang me, as you said, and we were like over the moon, and you'd have taken that. If someone said, that's all you get in 24, we'd have run away with it, made up. Then it was like 23, 22, 20. It was like, oh, this is better. And all of a sudden, like, you just, you want more. And it's like, as humans, as golfers, like, it can relate to anything. You go out and you shoot your best ever score of, let's say, gross 77. For that first hour, you got that, almost euphoric feeling where you can't believe you've shot your best ever score and then you're driving home and you think oh that put on six that lipped out or that um chip that i put to six foot if i put that stone dead and knocked it in that would have saved a shot there and and as humans we're always wanting more and we're wanting to better it and i think that's why golf is such an addictive sport because if you played well you can't you can't shoot 18 exactly you can't Hole in one, eighteen holes in a row. That'll be, and like you say, you play football. I know you can always play better, and you well, if you get your three points in your football match, that's ultimately all that matters. There's obviously always things to work on, but that is really you've beat the opposing team, you've got three points onto the next game. But even golf, and I'm sure there's been major winners who've gone out and won a major and thought, oh, I could have done that better. Though. Yeah, yeah. I could have won by one more. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't disagree with that at all. And you're right, we are like that as humans. You know, even the daft things like. And we, <laughs> I don't want this podcast to be all about darts, but even on the darts, when we first got a dartboard in the office, we tried to get as many darts inside of the, the treble section as possible and starting off by three and then six, nine, 12, how many in a row? Now we do it with our eyes shut and now it's like, well, literally. how many times can we literally hit triple 20 now? Like it's, it, you, your mindset changes so much 100%. once you almost accomplish something. And with golf, you can never complete it. You can never, no. you can never say, "I have completed golf. I have, I have mastered it. I have done everything I want from it," because it's just impossible to do so. I did complete golf on Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2005. I got unbelievable that game, and I'm, supp- I'm sure people <laughs> listening might have had it on PlayStation or Xbox will agree. It got to the point where I had all my stats maxed out, had the best sponsorship, which I'm sure weirdly at the time was actually EA Sports. So you get sponsored by all the brands. Did you ever have it? I did, was, yeah, yeah. And you I can't quite get the remember. Real it clubs. You could get sponsored by like TaylorMade and had the real clubs. No it way. was so good. But I, I weirdly, I'm sure that EA Sports clubs were the best. They went miles. And then you could hit the ball miles. You could hold everything. You could shape it, spin it. And I think that was actually where the, you could almost shoot 18 under par. But the one for me, sorry, on that, on. I, what I, 
what I, I love Tiger Woods games. It just being able to curve it in the oh, air. Yeah, and, it just, and like, what was that power button? So it was, I think it was L2 or L1 on the pad and then the left analog. I feel like it was something like that. What uh, about power though? You had to tap it. Oh yeah, that was double tap and... Oh, R1. Yeah, something like R1, that. R1 and then pull it back, the lever and then push yeah. it and he... And he like, that was, so, that was the, one the of the best games ever. The ball would glow red yeah. and then you just smash it. And I always remember the heartbeat on a par three. Yeah. You'd hit a great chance and you didn't you didn't want to touch the spin or anything. Do you remember <laughs> just that? Leave it, just, just leave it. Leave it, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> but just a quick last note on darts, genuinely, although it gets brought up every week. What's been really good for us, kind of almost subconsciously, but I'm realizing it more now as we talk about darts and play more darts, is that we've come in as like complete beginners and we're slowly getting a bit better and we're kind of watching the odd YouTube video and looking at darts equipment, all very like lighthearted. I didn't know how much, uh, that, that, I didn't realize how much went into it. Exactly. But now it's helping us look at golf from a different point of view because I've played golf since I was eight years old worked in golf for what 12 years now or so obviously you've worked in golf and played golf forever all right not that much older i started playing golf when i was 11 and i started working in so golf actually, it would have been very similar right? i was eight year 11 we're yeah. about exactly the same era in 98 i think well it was 97 98 yeah. for me yeah but a lot of our listeners and people that watch the videos and podcast listeners etc or whatever facebook group members shout out yes are newer to golf so they're coming in with lots of questions and ideas and and like by us playing another sport, if you want to call darts a sport, it helps you actually see golf in a different way as well. So, like, I was thinking the other day, there's loads of brands that make darts, um, but I don't really know who is, is what and what does what, who's sponsored by what. And that's like golf. If you came into golf now, you may have heard of TaylorMade or Callaway, possibly, but you wouldn't really know Strixon. You wouldn't possibly know Titleist. You wouldn't know Ping, maybe, etc. So I bet it is quite a minefield, whereas to us, it's like second nature. I can't imagine not knowing all those brands. But now when we get questions and emails and stuff about brands and clubs, it's helping me understand why people would ask them questions a lot more. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's almost like us emailing a dart review and saying, what's the, da- what's the best darts yeah. for me? I've been playing for about two months. Yeah, I, I don't want to spend a fortune. Yeah, or... I, can, I can hit 140, but I can also yeah. miss the board. Like, what are the best darts? I don't want to spend too much. Is there any second-hand ones? Is there a golf bidder for, for yeah. darts, potentially? Um, yeah, but it does, it makes you remember that actually learning a sport is bloody hard and it can be very complicated and it can be, and it can be a minefield because you can go into it and not really have a clue. You certainly go into a golf store Oh, I wouldn't feel comfortable, again, referring it, I wouldn't feel comfortable going into a dart shop right no. now. I'd just be like, oh my. Imagine, again, you've shown me a video as a shop near it's you named, in St. Helens yeah. that does dart fittings. I would be so nervous going for a dart fitting. My hand would be sweating. I'd miss the oh. board. I, I wouldn't be performing at the same level as I would do just chilling oh, out. And, and when and I used to, again go back to golf. Yeah, when I used to fit people as a custom fitter for golf clubs, I had literally seen everything. Like As you can imagine, I did it for nearly three years for Nike. So it was all over the country, all over Europe. I'd seen everything. But I'd get some people sometimes for a fitting and they were really nervous and they might hit a couple of shanks or even an earth shot. And I was like, honestly, I've seen everything. I'm not going to judge you. Don't be nervous. But they still were. But like you said, if I went to a dart shop, now the one near me, I do want to go in and I'm, I'm weirdly a bit nervous to go in and get fitted because I'd be like, oh, mate, I'm quite bad. And he could say, well, you know, I've seen everything, but I still almost would think, no, I'm the worst you've ever seen. <laughs> so if you're going for custom fitting for golf clubs and you feel nervous, don't be, but I understand that you you might be. Yeah, it's similar for golf lessons. I've had clients come in for golf lessons, first time ever. And, and going back to even when I first started coaching, um, it, it, people would come in and be like, oh, I'm, I'm a bit anxious i mean it's got probably amplified over the last few years because they might have watched the channel for a long time and they might have been excited to come to quest golf academy etc so that come kind of comes into a new realm but yeah golfers um can get nervous doesn't matter how good you are and it's okay to get nervous it's that level of excitement as well i think a lot of the time um but yeah just kind of it's hard but you've got to remember that everybody's been in that position and it's not comforting at first it's like driving on the motorway first time you pass your test it's Mm. terrifying yes quick one can you remember the listener of the week jingle that you created last week (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was quite good (laughs) not not great but (laughs) let's clip that and we'll use that every time (laughs) so if you missed last week's episode, we have introduced a new feature of Listener of the Week. Now, if you want to be Listener of the Week, there's two, there's several ways of going about it, but there's one that's going to, right, there's one that's going to get you pretty much a guarantee Listener of the Week is email us. So it's podcast at rickshields.com. If you want a... And t- ab- tell us why you want to be the Listener of the tell Week. Tell us why. Or... If you want to be 
absolutely guaranteed because no, at the minute we're doing one a week, but it could extend to listeners of the week. If you want to be a listener of the week, I have to come up with a new jingle then. Then it'd be listeners of the week. <laughs> dun, dun. You've got to do two things. Well, send us an email. It's a podcast at rickshields.com. And then two screenshots. The first screenshot is of a five star review of the podcast. And a second screenshot of you sharing the podcast to a friend on text or WhatsApp or Facebook. Then email us, and I can guarantee you will get listener of the week. But next week's episode next will week, just be listeners of the week. Yeah. But seriously, do email us, do share the podcast around, and do rate it on Apple if you use Apple. But this week's listener of the week is from, it is, sorry, Stuart Johnson. So Stuart sent us a really, really nice email. It was really quite long as well, but it was. Gr- I love reading through them. I know you do as well, Rick. Um, but basically, started off with saying, um, hi, Rick and Guy. So again, he got some more points by including me on the hi as well. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't get, it doesn't get mentioned no, much, I never guy. get mentioned. So if, then, if you just put, I tell you what, if you put hi, Guy, and Rick, and include me first, you will get Listener of the Week, <laughs> and I'll send you a badge, a medal or something, or whatever, I don't know. Maybe some Pro V ones of Rick's, who knows. Um, so anyway... He says, hi, happy new year to you both. He loves listening to the podcast and watching the content on Instagram, YouTube. He doesn't use Facebook, so a bit good. But then he did say he may actually bring it back to join the Facebook group. Nice. That's, that's cool. Um, and on a serious note, I know people don't sometimes like Facebook, and I get that. But even if you make a burner account, and jo- we, we accept everybody uh, into the group. So it's quite, it is quite cool to hang out there. So anyway... Um, so he said he wanted to share a story with us, and I've actually since got back in touch with him to make sure that I can share this story, and he said he was absolutely uh, yeah, made up, and he would happily let us share it. So he goes on to say that he's a serving police officer in the Northwest, so I think he's obviously pretty close to us, um, and kind of late 2018 and early 19, he'd been a bit affected by um, some incidents and situations at, at work, and he had a bit of a problem, well, he had a, a terrible loss in his family, I think his, his dad um, passed away, and he, it had been a really tough time, basically. Um, and he was really kind of struggling a little bit, um, and then he basically started to um, to play sport, to play golf. Really, I don't think he'd, he'd played golf much until well, when he was twenty years old. I think he'd played a little bit, but he started to go out and play a bit of golf, get a bit of fresh air, um, and then he went to Trafford Centre American Golf actually. So again, where Rick used to base the Trafford Centre driving range, and he got some clubs, and he's basically really looking forward. He's really enjoying his golf. It's something to like kind of look forward to. And it was just a really nice email. It's such a genuine email, and he loves the videos, loves the podcast. And he had a question as well at the end of it, which I since have I've answered his question. Um, but he was basically asking us about re- reviewing like train aids and putting mats. And I said that we, you've dabbled in that before, but it's it's hard sometimes with train aids. Maybe we'll possibly look at it in the future. I'm not so sure. But might, might be some good stuff for Facebook there. Yeah, exactly. Stu, if you get signed up. But long story short, it was just a really nice email. It was great to hear that someone's been positively affected by golf and by obviously your content, Rick. So Stu, um, or Stewie as I now call him, <laughs> Stewie Johnson, his actual email is, well, we'll read his email out, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <don't> yeah. <laughs> but Stewie Johnson is listener of the week this week. Oh, it actually says Stewie in his email. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going to, I hope we got his email, but yeah, it has got Stewie in there. So Stewie awesome. is a call him. Thank you so oh, much. Man. Well, thank you for, for first off, you know, serving us as a, Police officer, and really sorry to hear about your loss of your your father last year. And I'm so glad that golf has been able to be that nice escape and that nice kind of getaway that makes you take your mind off what happens in life sometimes. And it does with walking around the fairway. And sometimes you might be on your own or playing with other people. You can kind of forget about troubles at home and think about more the top shot that you just hit with your three wood that you're thinking, why did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or just obviously after you're hitting a nail driver and you just want to. You want to enjoy it and you want to soak up that uh, that level of time out on the golf course on your own and enjoying it. And also as well, that mindset to some degree can help people that are really serious golfers because if you are, you know, quite a, a good, well, any level of golf, but let's say quite a good level of golfer and you're playing your local comps or whatever and you want to play well and you hit a bad shot, you can suddenly start smacking your clubs and get really annoyed. But there's a lot more going on in life than just your game of golf. So it's like in one way, it's great to use golf as a distraction. But when you are playing, if you're playing and you want to play well, don't let it become too big of a deal if you can have that kind of relaxed mindset that you are out there to enjoy and to get the fresh air and the exercise i think that can help people get even better at golf and not be overly serious correct certainly, certainly when world war three is trending on twitter still yeah <laughs> enjoy no. your golf when you can everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly um so yeah it's great thanks so much listeners of the week we're looking forward to uh to 
sharing your stories and mm. telling us what you want to want to see. Um, I've got an exciting trip this weekend. Uh, I'm actually off to the Middle East. I'm off to Dubai, which I'm excited about, doing a little bit of filming. In fact, I'm saying this week, that'll be, I would have already been there and I would have been back at this point. Oh, yeah. Why would you come back? Well, when the podcast goes... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Goes live Monday. Yeah. We're filming this at the end of the week. Monday, I'll be flying to Mallorca. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to Dubai, then Mallorca, then Mallorca back home. So um, bits of content that you'll see on YouTube, bits of it you'll see potentially dotted around uh, every single golf shop in Europe, so mm. you have to stay tuned for that stuff. Um, I don't think we can say just yet you do buy bit, but it's one of the. I think we can say it's one of the best golfers in the world. Yes, certainly, I believe a top. He is ten player. Yeah, top ten. Yeah. So I'm filming out in Dubai with a top ten player. Uh, video will come a little bit later in the year, but not too late before the Masters, um, which would be really cool and. I mean, I'm excited about that, to be fair. Mm. I need to uh, maybe hit some golf balls between now and uh, now and the weekend. And then, like I say, I'm off to Mallorca then from Dubai to film with Garmin. Um, we're going to do some new videos on the new technology that's coming out with Garmin, so I'm excited about that. been trialing their new watch, uh, which I think is fantastic. Um, so you'll see more of that coming out soon. Uh, I don't think I've got any more travel plans. I was going to go PGA show in Orlando in Jan, but I think that's now too late too late. with all the travel obviously i've got three young kids i used to do a lot of travel you know when i was 2014 when we just had our first baby uh, or my wife had, had the baby um i did a lot more traveling it was hard but i did a lot more and then the last few years i've just kind of gone off it a bit more each each time if i'm honest because you know it's like when you're away the wife uh doesn't always appreciate it when I she has to look after three kids yeah that's obviously the biggest part but i think also for us and the content that we want to make, there's not always that much benefit to being like the, the video that you're going to be filming in Dubai with said person is going to be class, but it doesn't always elevate our videos by being away. Some of the biggest videos we've filmed have been at the Academy in Burnley or in Manchester. And it's so much more about what the content is. I think it can be a, a, a trend for kind of aspiring up and coming creators and YouTubers to think that going away is really good. And it, it from a personal standpoint, it obviously is. But in terms of content, it's not always that no. great. Travel's hard. Different hotels, you know, you end up not eating the way you want to eat and you end up, it's just hard. It's just, the content looks sunny and it's nice, but it doesn't really do any better on, on actually entertaining the viewer, which is what we're all about. 
Like Clay questions. mentioned diet there. Rick's been on a diet for one day and now he's like, oh yeah, I don't travel because I watch what I eat. He's had his first ever salad. He's lecturing me now. You've been terrible since the new year. Guy is normally super, super on it. Gym every day. Mm. Eats well. Not great, but eats well. And is in, is in great shape. And he's got his wedding coming up this year. I don't know if you want me to say that or yeah, not. Yeah, you can say that. And uh, look, he's gone off the rails. When you become a podcast superstar, it gets to it gets to your head. Like you know, so what? What I look like? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. you got you got face and body yeah, for podcast. Exactly. What happened was, let me just brief. Not that anybody listening cares, but I think secretly you do care. It's, it's interesting. Um, is that I eat quite balanced, not great, but balanced. I do go to the gym quite a lot, although I'm not in amazing shape, but I'm quite slim, whatever. But then I had Christmas. I went to Dubai November and holiday, so. That obviously led to one thing to another. Then it was Christmas, so again, standard. And then in the next couple of days, the reason I'm not going to Dubai, actually, is because I'm going to Paris for my fiancé's 30th birthday. So it's kind of, obviously, naturally, I'm going to be eating a bit of junk over there. I've kind of delayed the New Year, New Me, and it's gone from, like, November, creeped into December, then gone through December, now into January. Let's say I start Feb. No, I'm (laughs) going to start on Wednesday next week. Is that when you're back? Yeah, that's when I'm, I'm back. I'm good. Um... But yeah, it's, it's it's not great eating rubbish, is it really? No, and I've, I've I've got a photo shoot next week with Garmin, and I'm doing that thing with uh, in Dubai. So yeah, so I'm I'm on, Rick, Rick, can you went, can you breathe out now, please? <laughs> I went in the gym last night. I did an intense hit session, which my legs aren't thanking for more thanking me for today. And I've eaten a salad, and I'm getting in shape, ready for the weekend. <laughs> I did think before when you throw them darts, you're looking quite ripped. <laughs> That's why your technique's gone so good. That's why I've hit 25 bulls straight after each other. Have we got some questions, Guy? We've got loads of questions. Um, some really good questions, some all right questions. Um, again, a lot of people are answering the questions have got the badges next to the name. So shout out to everybody that's got a badge next to your name. But there's actually one question about the badges. Let me see if I can find it from Rob Campbell. said, do the badges change weekly? Uh, you used one of my questions on the last podcast and mentioned that I had a conversation starter badge. Yesterday, I noticed I don't see many badges next to people's names anymore. Now, Rob, as I say this, you still have got the conversation starter badge. You've got a little coffee cup. I think the reason that you're seeing less people with badges is because the the, the page has grown. So now there's over 7,000 members. So obviously, it's harder, I think, to get a badge. You have to um, share more and chat more in order to kind of stand out from the crowd, if you like, to get a badge. We don't give out the badges. Um but you kind of get them almost naturally. Yeah, there must be a criteria after here. I'm just flicking through the group now on my phone. And to be fair, everybody that's actually putting posts on there are either new members, yeah, conversation starters, uh, and they're probably the ones, they're the big ones. Um, didn't we have, who was that, who was the podcast member of the week? Oh, yeah, there was... Can you find them I'm quickly? I'm trying to find, there was a thing where... You got, you got, it you got recommended to be the, a... I think he didn't. No, say. there was there's an option. I'm trying to find out where you can add new um, admins to the group, which you don't really need to do because me and Rick are on it all the time, so we can manage that. Maybe if it blows up even more, we might um, invite somebody to be a moderator. But it was basically saying who it suggests should be one if we ever need one, and it showed how much they post. And really annoyingly now, I can't find that. If I find it in the next few minutes, I'll shout it out. But there's some people on there that literally interact so much that they do deserve a shout out yeah some of them had like um, 400 odd interactions which is crazy because the months on the groups are going for like a couple of months yeah no i can't find, i'll try and find Don't it's worry. really annoying but uh have you got any questions then yeah that's the nothing you asked me five minutes ago um again there's always a slight delay when rick asked me if i've got questions because i don't get them ready i just go on facebook and start looking will rick shields this is from andrew um i got Someone commented today saying I butchered the surname, so I'm going to butcher another one now. I'm really sorry. Andrew Norsley, I think it is. Will Rick Shields merchandise ever exist? Um, would people buy Rick Shields merchandise? Ask me if I would. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I know <laughs> you wouldn't. No, <laughs> you get it for free. But um, oh, that that's my only thing. I, I think merchandise wise i wouldn't mind making something that people you know <clears throat> maybe see on a cap or a towel or something like that so if you go around the golf course and you see that someone's wearing a rick shields hat you go oh do you watch rick shields yeah yeah i do i do whatever and they start having a conversation start becoming best pals mm-hmm. become best friends 
best men at the wedding and then you know continue to be lifelong friends i mean that's something like that'd be amazing um i just would fear that i'd make a batch of hats and literally zero people would buy them what do you think <laughs> i just sounded like <laughs> sounded like broke back mountain <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that could be the start of it. That's how it all started. They had a Rick Shields hat on. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> I, I've, got asked it, I've been asked it many times before about merchandise. I think there is a demand. Uh, watch this space. Yeah. That's all I can say. Um, in fact, just before I go on to a question, I thought something before. Do you think, I was trying to think before some more change my mind, so I've not done one for a while, and a few people have been putting them in the group, which I like, because it's like, I like to see people engage in conversation. But until I think of a good change of mind, I'm not going to do one, because I don't do a rubbish one. Head covers, iron head covers one wasn't the best, was it? So I think from there I've learned my lesson, but I'm thinking of more, don't worry. Long story short, I was thinking along... That's got a cult following, the iron head cover one. I was thinking on the lines of handicaps in golf. Now... The majority of me thinks that handicaps in golf are really good because that's what separates golf from pretty much any other sport, that you can get somebody that's a 70-year-old and not the best at the sport could play against a 15-year-old who is one of the best in the world, essentially, and you could actually have a competitive match because of the handicap system. Without that, there's no match. But then I was also thinking, should golf clubs have more scratch competitions? Because... Let's just say somebody who's, it could be any, I don't know why I'm picking an age, but let's just say there's a 25-year-old guy who starts golf, he's quit playing football, and he gets into it, and he's quite naturally quite gifted at sport. So he gets his first handicap, and he's off 18. And then he goes out, and he gets down to 15 or to 12 quite quickly. And he starts to consistently shoot 12 over power, 12 over par, 12 over par, let's say three comps in a row, but doesn't come near up the leaderboard because it's just like level to his handicap. It's like, you no, know, it's decent, but it's not going to win or anything. But then you've got guys who have been playing for 30 years who play off 20, who've then shot 14 over par, which is six under the handicap, who win the comp by a mile. It's like they're getting rewarded, but yet this guy's just started the sport. He's smashing it. He's doing really well. Like, he's a better golfer than them. But yeah, he's not get anything from it. He's he's not. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because it's typically you're going to have one major tournament a year at your golf club, which is typically the club championship, mm-hmm. which, which is, is maybe yeah. played off over two rounds. Yeah. Bar that, unless you're playing the scratch league where you'll play against other players from other clubs as a scratch. You're right. That I remember when I was growing up and I was a member of the club, and um, I always remember there being a lowest gross. Like, yeah, like, star next to yeah, your name. Yeah, exactly. But I don't remember it winning anything. No. It was just more of a pride thing. That I That day, I've got round, or whoever's done it, has got round in the least amount of shots. Yeah, yeah that was the same at my club. So there was the sheet that was printed out. I know it's digital now as well. It was, uh, I swore then. It was the sheet printed out, and then next to the name was in bold writing Lois Gross. Yeah, and that, yeah. for me, was always... I got that quite a number of times. That was always the... All right. <laughs> several occasions I won that, shooting three over par at an easy parkland course. <laughs> um, but that was, like, for me, what I wanted to get. And if I won on top of that, I got a two and got some money. That was great. And my handicap came down. But ultimately, for me, getting that bold writing was the key. But I don't know. I just think, obviously, if there was more scratch comps, probably less people would play, which I understand. If you're off 24, or, well, even if you're off anything above... 12 really are you going to enter a scratch comp probably not but yeah i was just thinking before like, maybe there should be more stuff that is scratch or encourages i don't know no I, I i get it because again i'll speak to a lot of golfers over the years and they'll want to protect the handicap mm-hmm. they're actually you know they're using the handicap to an advantage to win prizes at golf clubs which can be quite you know it's a bit naughty where if you did have more scratch events and you know maybe it could be the fact that it was a scratch event where the top three get get prizes and then there is a, a best net prize it's only it's the other way around this time instead of it being a, a and, net prize all the time and then slightly linked on to that would be again stableford so obviously i think stableford's a great game it's kind of it it, it lets people have a bad hold and continue you know, if you go tee off and, and a stableford comp and you get an hour on the first hole well, you can carry on you've got 17 more chances if you have an, an hour on the first hole or have a 12 or something stupid on the first hole in stroke play you, you snookered you're done but let's just silly analogy. Me and you are both 18 handicappers and we're just playing our own comp. There's only me and you playing. 
on the 18th tee, I have got 34 points, so I'm level to my handicap, right? You have got um, 37 points. You've been playing awesome. On the last hole, I get a, a two-pointer. So I've now got 36 points. I've done 18 holes. That's great. You have a, let's be silly, you got a 20. You hit out of bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds. I know it's you would pick before. up. Yeah, I know you would pick up. But let's just, for the, for the sake of this argument, you get a 20. So you go out of bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds, hit the green, four put, etc. You've still got your 37 points that you had on the 18th tee, and I've now got the 36 points. You win the comp out of me and you, let's just say, as two people. But actually, yeah. your score is horrendous. 20 or tw- 17 yeah. more than you or whatever. So like, I know that was a ridiculous example, so bear with me. But is there too much emphasis on Stalemford these days, in a way? Most comps at my course or the courses I remember at typically are Stableford. But that's not what golf is. No, well, golf is 18 holes and, you know, the lowest amount of shots it's taking you to get around that golf course is what golf is. But I think, um, I don't think it would do great for participation levels if it was always stroke play. Because there are times where genuinely, if if someone had started the first three holes horrendously, why not just walk off? Like, Yeah, and I agree with you. I kind of, you know, I'm done now. I can't do anything. I can't even salvage a good score. It's not the right way of thinking, but it will happen. Where in Stableford, you could go, right, you know what? I've just had zero, zero, zero points for the first three holes. I'm going to start now. 15 holes, how many points can I get? Can I get back up to 34 points or whatever? And I think that's the only, you know, participation level-wise, it would encourage people, Stableford encourages people to play more. I do agree with that in competitions, but also it keeps them out on the golf course for longer. Yeah, no, it, yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate, I suppose. It wouldn't necessarily change my mind topic, but just... Um... I, I, I do, I like playing Stableford. I do. As do I. But I also pride myself on if, if I've had a great growth score, that feels more valuable. Yeah, I think Stableford's good, but you can get rewarded for playing... Um... Good golf for 16 holes. Yeah. Whereas stroke play, typically you've got to play good golf for 18 holes. You can't really have that bad. Well, you could have a bad hole. You'd have to make up for it with loads of good holes. Yeah. Um, just food for thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mark Trigg. This is a great way to get featured on the podcast. He's not. And he's not asked a question. He's just a great stuff, freaking guy. Well deserved. Best in the business. So that that is. A, if you want to get featured on the podcast, Mark, you've done it well. Mark Trigg. Shout out again for the third time. That's Mark Trigg. Did everyone hear that? Mark Trigg. Cheers, Mark. <laughs> I do like Mark Trigg. Um, oh. So... He <laughs> <laughs> was driving his car and just, like, crash it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said his name wrong now. It's Mark Trigg. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, this is a really good question. And again, I really, really... I feel like I can't read. But it's not that I can't read. It's just that I can't read some of the people's names. It's Vili Vartin... One more... Villy, anyway, I'm going to call him Villy. Yeah, Villy. Um, what could we slash golf clubs do to get some junior players into golf? Mm. This is always a tough one, isn't it? It is. It is. And it, so many factors go into it. When I was a junior member of a, I was actually a junior member of two golf clubs when I grew up. I was one that was local to me that was that was fairly cheap. It was 120 pound a year, mm-hmm. but it was literally no, you know, round the corner from me. I also joined a golf club that was slightly further away because it was ridiculously cheap. It was £25 a year membership. Wow. Unlimited golf. As much as you wanted to play, £25 a year. So that was more out my way, but because of the price, it enticed me in. So I think just using my own experience from what I've seen, it's either local, it's easy to get to, and it's reasonably priced, it's got good equipment, or you're going to entice people by going silly prices and people will travel in a bit more. With regards to how you get those people in, I think a lot of it comes down to the facilities, how welcoming the golf club is to junior members, how much they'll allow junior members to have a little bit of freedom, whether the junior section has its own room or its own facility within the clubhouse, whether junior comps are always on, whether you have to sit down for an interview and, you know, that puts a lot of juniors off. I think the pro and the club have a lot of responsibility to reach out to schools that are nearby and, again, entice them to come down, show that golf clubs isn't scary. So if a golf club is near a school, invite them down for one Sunday. You know, 60 kids can come down. We're going to have a load of fun. We're going to put on some food. We'll put a barbecue on, whatever it may be. We're going to show you what golf looks like, 
You don't have to pay anything. Just come down, hit some balls, have a bit of fun. If you're interested in joining, we're going to put you on a special offer that's £50 for the year. You can play as much golf as you want. doesn't matter if you can't play yet. All the members of the golf club donate second-hand golf clubs to the to the golf club. Take your pick. Here's here's a five seven. Here's a seven iron, a putter, and a driver. You can play golf now. Yeah, you know what? This is really related to that, but just something I thought of when you were talking. Then, when I was a junior, and there was quite a thriving junior section in the early to mid two thousands, I actually um, I was at my mum's the other day, and I was looking at my golf trophies, and I found my. Um, <laughs> Huffwood, easily double figures. <laughs> there was um, the Huffwood Golf Club Junior Order of Merit 2004 winner, yours truly. But on a serious note... You did, you did actually put on your CV, actually, when you <laughs> did. Uh, that's why you employed me, said it. Excuse me. Um, I think it was 0405. If I find it again, I'll put a picture in the group so you can all see it and witness it. I think it was 04, so it would have been 13, 14 or whatever. Honestly, now, at the time, that was the biggest achievement of my life. It was a season-long competition. You got four points for winning a comp, three points for second, I think two for third, and one for playing. So if you played every comp, you actually were going to do all right. But at the time, all the juniors that were keyed played all the comps. I don't actually know why I'm telling this story, other than to gloat that I actually won the 04 <laughs> Order of Merit. That's one way you're going with um, this. But anyway, what I was getting to is, when I was a junior in that era, there was two types of... The juniors that played, the parents were one of two things. The parents were either, and this is quite, quite weird, hardcore golfers at the golf club all the time, which is naturally why the children played golf, or didn't play golf at all. So when we used to finish our comps on like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, there'd be all the juniors, let's say 15, 20, could be less, whatever, knocking about. Half of them would have parents who were also in the clubhouse having a beer or having a drink or who'd been out playing. The other half of the parents were the kind who would literally drive to the car park, wait for five minutes, the junior would get in the car and drive off again. So it was like, it's quite contrasting how some of the juniors obviously, again, played because the parents got them into it. But how did those other juniors get into it? And at the time, I didn't really care, I didn't think anything of it. But I'd be interested to know now, on reflection, why did they start playing golf? The parents didn't play, didn't have anything to do with it, didn't even come in the club. How did they get interested? There was no social media back then. Obviously, there was golf on the TV and stuff, but... How do kids, I think it's, before you ask how do we get more kids in, I would like to know how do kids start golf whose parents don't already play. Mm. I suppose if you knew that intel, you'll be able to then extend that and, and grow it grow yeah. it from the inside out almost, rather than just thinking you put out there what, what works. That's an interesting point. And it was very similar to when I was growing up as well. Yeah. When you think, yeah. There was either... You know, my mum started golf six months before I did. So we kind of almost weirdly did the journey together. But she was one of those golf mums over time. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's loads of other parents that just literally dropped them off, picked them up. That's the thing. It's Is it friends? It must be friends. There was some of that, definitely. There was some who who I knew that were like, again, the parents played and then their friends started. Maybe now with with YouTube as well, we see a lot of comments on the videos from people. I don't even play golf, and I'm watching your videos. I've started playing golf at the back of your videos. Um, I think YouTube's going to help. I think we, and, and certainly well, you, probably do a lot more than you think with getting new people into golf and, and the old hashtag of growing the game. And I must admit, I, I do want, you know, I want to lever the platforms to be able to grow it. Yeah. It's just I don't want to do it willy-nilly. I want to have a proper purpose and actual plan about it. At the moment, yeah, I would say I'm doing my bit. You know, I'm, I'm out there making golf look fun, making golf look entertaining, broadcasting it on the biggest search platform in the world and obviously getting up onto trending. I mean, that's all, that's all we can do. Yeah, and then another last thing on this. I feel like we ask these questions quite good because these questions seem to get dragged out and stuff, but we hear a lot about Grow the Game, and I don't know stats, so I might be sounding a bit silly when I say this, but whenever we go to a golf club, it's typically quite busy. Whenever we go to Trafford Driving Range, it's rammed. The mini so golf is, is rammed. So although I know golf courses are closing, but that could be for several factors. It could be badly run businesses, or it could be, I don't know, anything. But whenever I, whenever I go to somewhere that has golf at its core, at its heart, that place is typically busy. So it is this whole thing of getting, up, getting more into golf and growing the game almost has been manufactured by golfers when actually there's not really a lot wrong. I just think I just think less people are joining golf clubs, and that's that the big actually, thing. Yeah, yeah. statistically, people are less join, likely to join a golf club. And I think that's a lot of it. The modern man, woman, have more commitments at weekends. It's harder now if if a 
you know, modern man is working Monday to Friday. Gone are the days back in the 50s and 60s, I would presume, or 70s, where they just go, right, I'm off to golf for the full weekend. Yeah, or you know, have golf clubs mm-hmm. themselves lost their own members because golf clubs now are more open to having visitors. Things like websites like uh, Tee Off Times or Tee Times, whatever, we can go on and literally click on an app and scroll down, find near you and join, uh, playing a course for like 15, 20, 25 quid. So if you're that kind of casual golfer, you're not going to join a club. So is it that fact that clubs are more open to having visitors is why they're also losing members? Because mm. I'm, I'm actually, I was going to be listening to a topic maybe another time. I'm at the minute need to decide in the next couple of weeks whether I'm going to rejoin my golf club, and I'm leaning towards not doing because the not because I can't afford it, but I don't feel like I'm getting the value for money because it's about twelve hundred pound a year, and I'm probably going to play three or four times a month max in the summer. That's £25 around the summer, which I can live with. But then I don't play from September to March, really. So No. I'll have to treat to a few more rounds of golf when we well, go that's around. That's what I was getting at, really. <laughs> Please, Rick, take me to go and play more golf. Guys, thanks so much for listening. This is number 11 now. I can't believe we've got this far and we continue to bring them every single week. Uh, thanks again for your support. Thanks for sharing. More listeners of the week will be definitely coming up. Um, keep telling your stories at podcast at rickshields.com. I just can't believe we're still fooling people to listen to this podcast. It's about darts and covering up as a golf podcast. <laughs> and they still listen. Imagine if we change the name of it to the Rick Shields Dart Podcast. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. We shall see you next week. Have a good one. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow to my YouTube and my Facebook page to watch the brand new review of the Callaway Maverick Drivers. We'll see you soon. 